We're winners, that's who we are. Smalsy Big Impact, the podcast. The podcast? We don't the mission? Care. The project? What we do you don't want? care, what do you want to we're here to punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys. all could have saw Holly right now. <laughs> no, if they could see us, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, if only. <laughs> if only they could if see only. us. Maybe we can sit in Opal's tent and record our podcast. No, that's not happening. I'm too big for that. However, we have this beautiful back wall. I know. We can get we can create a small seed drop down and that could legitimately be a studio. <laughs> yeah, just right there. And we can sit right there on the Perfect. couch. Let's do it. Why wouldn't we just do it here if we had like a back? Because I want a wall. Okay. I like the wall. Alright, fine. And it gives it gives more space. Then you could see our small seed big impact teacups. Should we put them on the website? Oh no, our swag doesn't No. Our swag goes up and it's down. Just for us. Wow. They're exclusive. Tyler's upset right now. Why? That you just said that. Why? Because he wants these. He does? Of course he does. Well, he can have one. How many do we have? Two. Oh, we only have two? Yeah. Sorry, Tyler. He can have one. Who are you going to give him? Yours? No. I thought we had more than one. I thought we had four for some reason. I didn't get four. I said four. All right, guys. We're back. And we're talking about business. We finished our Q&As last week. Thank you, everyone who asked questions, and everyone who didn't. You and everyone suck. who listened. Mucho appreciated. All right, this week we are talking about unrealistic expectations, specifically in business. Yep, this is inspired by a company, another startup company that started pretty much around the same time as us, that we use, that we've met, that we appreciate and have a relationship with. And they're closing shop. We won't give. We won't say their name, but they're closing. And essentially, it'll be for all the reasons that we discuss in this podcast. Yeah. So, and this is not like I. I think that even myself. So, I think the biggest unrealistic expectation going into business is that you're going to be making money and blow up in three to five years. I'm gonna that ca- is what I hear every, almost every person say, that timeline of three to five years. I don't know why we all, and I was one of those people, guys. <laughs> I was one of those people thinking, oh, three to five to seven. I Literally, still am. seven was my life. Oh, three to five to seven. No. I don't know why we think that. I think it's because a lot of stories that are, are highlighted in the media and like a lot of stories that are blow up it's like the reason why they're talked about so much and why they're such a big deal is because they are the like 0.0001 percent of companies well, that do blow up in three to five years yeah that is not the reality of 99.999 percent of companies i will say two things one we thought that to be true because that's my personal experience from my previous company yes but two i'm gonna play devil's advocate and say if you are a person who's starting a business so you can blow up in three to five years and have an and have an ending point, you're in business for the wrong reason anyway, and that's why you're going to get burnt out and fail. Regardless if it gets there or not, you're going to feel burnt out all the time because your intentions are incorrect. Yeah. You know, you, you sh- I don't think there's anything wrong with being incredibly audacious and being like, yeah, in five years, we're going to make $10 million. That's fucking awesome. No, I don't think that that, that's what I'm not saying that is the problem. I'm saying the problem is getting really bogged down or bummed out or feeling like you're a failure when you're not 
getting there. But I think that's your, because... Maybe when you're in your third year, you're like, oh, I didn't know. Especially if you're going into an industry that you literally have no experience in, like CPG for us. Like, we didn't... Like, you were in food, but you weren't in consumer packaged goods. Mm-hmm. You know? So if you're going into a field that you don't know, all you've done is your research. You really only know the outside. You don't know the inside of it. You just know the well, outside of it. let's pause. Do you feel like you're a failure right now? No, but because I had to shift my mindset. At first, I was like, I tell you that all the time. Like, if there's one thing I could have told myself, if I could go back and tell myself. I know, I but I'm tell, saying, did you get to the point where you're just, like, feeling bogged down, like you're failing to the point where you don't want to do business anymore? No, not where I don't want to do business. But I definitely was, like, at a point probably, like, especially in, like, 2019, 2020. I mean, 20. We had great like, growth in 2019. But I wasn't where in my mind I wanted to be. We had great growth, yes, but was yeah. I appreciating the tr- – was I – I wasn't truly present in the moment of the growth we were having because in my mind, I did a spreadsheet. I was like, we should be making this much money. We should be in this many stores. We should be But that's how the 1% customers. think. Like whether we were making a million by the, by the second year is irrelevant. You should you – you being the person who has this huge vision, that's how you are supposed to be. Like you're never supposed to be satisfied Satisfied, with our growth because you're like, all right, we want to be a billion dollar brand. Unless we're making a billion dollars, we should never be happy. Yeah. Like in the, like being present with our growth. Cool. We're growing. Keep growing. Cool. We're growing. Keep growing. But also at the same time, I agree with that. But at the same time, I'm also someone who likes to live extremely present and be like, I wish that like, and now I wish back then I could have truly appreciated the growth that we were making. And now I'm much more, I'm much better about being like, yes, last week we had whatever. Like last week we made this much money. This week we made this much money. Now we have this many wholesale accounts. Like whatever it is, I'm much more like appreciative of like every step that we take. Like whether it be like big or small, I feel like I'm much more, I'm like, yes, we're rolling. We're moving. Like we're getting back, especially after 2020 was like such a, a like pause year, like a start over year kind of. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you feel that way now. And I'm kind of, I'm similar too. I'm no, so you're happy, not, you're never, but oh. I'm so much happier <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this year because we're not, and we're not negative. We're not, we're still negative, but we're not constantly <laughs> negative. Going like deeper we, and deeper we deeper. were going, we we're growing and I'm like, sweet. By the following year, we're going to be doing a whole lot better. Yeah. And January, February of last year was good. We're like trajectory wise are like, sweet. Yeah, we're going to be hitting what we needed to hit to be like self-sustainable yeah. and not keep borrowing money to fuel our needs Mm -hmm. and then we went so far the other way now that we're just getting anything (laughs) i'm i'm grateful but it's kind of like life like i lived my life and every everything was life and life was life and then i went to prison and i was like wow i I miss life yeah you know and then you get out of prison and you and you remember being punched in the face and then two years later you're like life's life life is life and you just keep going with life you know yeah. Losing makes you appreciate winning. Oh, yeah, of course. And that's why, but I do think that, like, a lot of companies go into it and go into business and think, like, whether, whether you're, so, okay, whether your reason for going into business is just make money or your reason for going into business is, like, this is a great business, this is a great idea. I hope that I want to sell this product in, or I want to sell this business in three to five years so that I can take this money and actually then do what I really want to do, which is my passion. I don't know. Maybe you want to do a, a charity or you have like another business idea. 
but like you need much more capital to do the other business idea. So you're growing the, your first one to do the second one, that type of thing. I think that sometimes like when you're like, oh shit, I have to be doing this business for act, like reality wise, I have to be doing this business for more like 15 to like 10 to 15 to 20 years to, to get it to the place where someone would want to buy it for the money that I want to sell it for, for me to be able to use that as capital money for my next business. Unless you're the 1%. Do, unless you're the 1%. But that's what I'm saying. It's a very, very, very small percentage. And I think if people went into business in with the mindset of the long haul, a lot of people would be much more happy and a lot more businesses would carry on and not mm. just quit. Yeah. Because going in thinking like, I'm going to be a millionaire by my third year and realizing you're still in debt by your third year and you're in a lot of debt by your third year because obviously, you know, like no, as I you know. grow, you continue to also go negative because you need to right. make bigger moves, but that costs more money, but right. you have to do it to grow type of thing. So, but to but, me, that doesn't bother me because like for me personally, yeah, because my sole reason of having a business isn't to make money. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's why I think it's like an intention thing. And I think the majority of people start businesses to make money. And that's what upsets them. And I feel like, but like 10 years ago, like if you think 11 years, it's 2011, 2021. So you go to 2010 (laughs) where the, where these are where the 1% companies kind of like just started. So no one's sold yet. No one has this glamour story. It's not all over social media. No one thought you could start a business and just have it make millions of dollars. Yeah. Nobody. You're but now, it's an unrealistic expectation we've created around business because of social media. Correct. But but I yes, that is that is it. But I think now all these people who would have never and should never start businesses want to because they think there's going to be this quick exit and they oh, and then right. they think like oh cool i'm gonna start a business i'm gonna work for five years and i'm not gonna work for 50 years yeah, yeah. no one who owns a business doesn't want to work <laughs> none of them zero not a single one and that's why you have all these people who start all these companies and then when they do sell them they start another company that's, yeah or they then they become like they literally do speaking engagements and they're booked 300 days out of the year and they're or traveling they're all over. They're, they're working, angels, but they're, yeah. right. But they're working so much more. They don't, they don't do, they don't work to not to work. work yeah, they yeah, work yeah. to work more. Yeah. And I think we're having like this, like this company, people like that are getting burnt out, depressed, miserable. They're upset. All these businesses fail all the time or like just pop up and disappear because there's this phenomenon of 2014, 2015, every business can be a billion dollar company, but that's just not true. So they want a billion dollars, but that's not that's not what you get when you yeah. own a company. They think, I think with this company that like specifically like we're talking about. I'm just about, talking about in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like the company that, that like sparked this, this revelation to my own self <laughs> is that like when people, that this often does happen is that people stumble into a business. These are some of the greatest businesses are people stumble into a business. They're like, oh, word, this could actually become a business. But they're also at a place in life where they don't really want to, they're, they don't want all of the work that comes into, that comes with, sorry, I literally cannot speak, starting a business. 
So they start it because it's a good idea. It starts rolling kind of on its own. It starts picking up on its own. And they're like, well, might as well run with it. Like it's starting to, you know, get traction. But then they realize like year two, year three, year four, year five, whatever, that they're like, shit, this is much more work than I'm like cut out for. I didn't even really want to do this in the first place. It just so happened to be a great business idea that people loved. And then they start getting burnt out because they're like, I never wanted to do this in the then first place. Then I should have never started it. But I'm saying I think that that often happens. And specifically, I'm talking about like people who are like maybe a little bit older, people who have a family or people who have a career in another field that they do love that. Like they're not trying so, to exit the field. They're like, I'm, I love being an engineer, but also I just came out with, I just like while I was tinkering in my garage, came up with this great car part or like this great part. And then it starts selling, selling, selling. And they're like, but I still love doing this over here. And then they're just like burnt out. But then they should have never started the business. I'm like if saying. it just fell or if it just fell in, like if it's a passion project and they did it for a little while, they, they would be okay letting it go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, which, I, that's what I'm saying. I think the, I'm, I'm referring more to, and that's what I feel like that happens all the time. They're like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like Brian, we know Brian, yeah, our brother-in-law, he developed a car part, patented it, sold it for a little while <laughs> to multiple companies, but then yeah, didn't enjoy it and literally just stopped doing it. Yeah. Like he doesn't care yeah, because he wasn't. Because he wasn't attached to making money. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. These people who claim to get burnt out, who claim to be like miserable or upset or it's so much work or yada, 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 they go into business, not because it's a passion project per se. They go into it because they're like, oh, we can make a bunch of money Mm -hmm. and then we can exit. Yes. That's why they get upset. Yeah. I I mean, I do. Even if it is a passion project and it was accidental. They are the reason for them pursuing it is so they can they think that they can do minimum effort, high return, and it's quite literally the opposite for a really long time, and then it flips. Yeah, in my opinion. I agree. No, I agree. I think, and I think a major part of that is that like multiple things. One, we mostly only hear the stories of like these great successes of people blowing up in like five years or whatever. We rarely hear people talk about like. I listened to a podcast called How We Built This, and it's, like, an entrepreneurial podcast, basically. It talks about, like, how businesses started. And there are some businesses that, like, have been around since the 60s and literally only became popular <laughs> in the last five years. Like, seventh like generation. They, yeah, like, they yeah. only became popular in the last, like, se- like, yeah, five to seven years. They were working... No... If you asked me if seventh generation had been around since the 60s, I would have been like, no, it's probably a... I would probably thought like maybe 10, 12 year old company, like yeah. whatever, five, six years that you haven't seen them around. And then they started like right. getting in stores and stuff, but like literally no. And that's the thing. Like you don't, and those stories are really good to hear. Like the reason why I like listening to all the stories is because when you listen to like a large group, like a large sample of business owners, the truth is that the majority of them are like, I've been doing this for 20 years on my 20th year, on the 15th year, on the 17th year, the 18th year, breakthrough. we finally had a breakthrough. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, they were making small steps, small steps, whatever. You rarely hear about the companies who are like, oh, I was doing it for three years and I just like, this opportunity fell into my lap and then basically we blew up after that. Like, It does happen though. It does happen. Yeah. And, and there's stories and like on that podcast, there are stories of that happening and that's great. But I would say like out of every 10 stories, it's one story like that. Yeah. It's, probably, it's probably less. It's I'm probably just saying, like, like it's 21 small- or 31. It's... It is a very It's a very small percentage. Yeah. Like most people have been around for a long time and for some reason like and I was one of these people like going into business being like, Okay, I'm gonna get this many accounts, 
which means, and then they're going to, I'm going to get this many wholesale counts and then they're going to order this many times a week and I'm going to sell this many bars and then I'm going to be here by this point. And then like we literally, I'm pretty sure either I did or you did, or maybe we did together, built out an entire spreadsheet of like, our trajectory. this is where we're going to be. Yeah. Like in five years. And like, if I could look at it now, I'd probably just like laugh to myself. Sure, I, I took down, we, we removed our office to make Sage's room and put it into our bedroom. And, and in my, one of my little notes was 10 million by 2020. Yes. And I wrote, I think I wrote that in like February or March of 2018. Yeah. Absolutely. Cause I was like, I just, but, but, but when we didn't make no, it, I don't care. But, I don't no, care. That's what I'm saying. Like, and it's not that I'm like, I'm not upset about like not yeah. making, like I still, like I'm excited. Like I think I feel. you, I think you need that fire though. Like for me personally, I need the crazy audacious goals to, because it's, it's such a, like it's like, yeah, it's such a grind. It's so grueling. Yeah. Like you don't make money for a long time, but you need the vision yeah. of, of getting to the, and it's not even about the money guys. It's about like, I what know what a $10 million dollar company exactly. I know how many employees that is. I know how much we can run. I know how much we how can pay out. Like, yeah. you know, I understand that com- that comes with a studio and an office, and we can we now can give twenty five people livelihoods. Like those type of things are what's so exciting to me personally, and that's what ten million dollars means. It doesn't mean ten million. And also for all you, not you guys necessarily, but for all those people. I'm being polite because I was going to say something else. <laughs> but for all those people who are like, I'm going to own a $10 million company, I'm going to tell you right now. Very, very plain and simple. A really great company has a 5% net profit. And for anyone who doesn't know what that means, that means only 5% of $10 million is what the company actually Jeez. makes after expenses. And a normal company <laughs> does two. Percent. Yeah, yeah. A, a phenomenal like company three, hits three 10. Is like the, oh, I thought three was like the average percent. Yeah, I just said two. Oh. Two. I was going to say five means you're really good. Yeah. Five is you're good. You're good at what you average. do. Yeah. Two is probably what everyone really does. Yeah. But because you got to think if two is the average, they're averaging in the five and the tens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there are some companies that make 10, 12. We, when I ran my last company, we, we when I left, I brought us to 12. We had a 10. And that's why, that is the difference between scaling and growing Mm -hmm. which people don't understand growing is just you know you have an expense account and an income account and they're both going up at the same time scaling is keeping your expense lower and your income higher Mm -hmm. anyway but so if you're a million dollar company i'm not i don't really want to do math right now but i'm pretty sure twenty thousand dollars is two percent of a million yeah right I don't know how to ten, do math. Because 10%, yeah, 10% is 100000 So, yeah, it's $20,000. So, if you have a million-dollar company, you get a $20,000 <laughs> salary, essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. as your dividends at the end of the year. Now, you divide it up between two owners, four owners, investors, yada, 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 whatever. You're so, so if you're a $10 million yeah. company, that's only $200,000. That's not a lot. That's... People get paid salaries of that. Yeah. Like, so people who think like, I'm going to own a $10 company, I'm going to be balling. That ain't sh- like, you're really not. And then you got to pay taxes on your dividends anyway. <laughs> and that's why most people uh, do tax write-offs. Like they give away to charities. They put it back into that their company. Their they yeah. like, they launch a new brand, et cetera, et cetera. So you really, other than the salary you're allotted that has to make sense with your company, 
you're not making any money for a really, really long time. Exactly. But people don't people don't understand. Well, yeah, that. when they think ten million, they think they're they they're, they're themselves gonna, like my right. bank account is going to have ten million right. in it. That's what they think. Think of your paycheck. You make a hundred thousand dollars a year. You're only bringing home forty five. <laughs> I'm, it's that's so a sad. No, tr- it's sad, it's so but it's true. it's actually it true. It's so true. Um, never mind paying taxes on the same thing five times. Like you pay an income tax, yeah, and then you pay and then you pay tax on the, the groceries you buy, um, and now yeah. your mo- now now your same money just got taxed twice. Yeah, it's just dumb. Well, taxes are dumb. Anyway, just... the way we do taxes are dumb. Yeah, not not the point of this podcast though. So yes, however, I agree that like. We the understanding of how the the growth works and the finances work is like a very confusing area for people because and I think I do think a large portion of that is like with media and social media and things like that. I think that. it's huge. I also think like, you know, thank I think I'm so thankful that I grew up right before the social media phase and because of my lifestyle I was steered far away from it. And I didn't even get onto on any of it really until I met you in 2013, 2014. But even still, like when I ran my last company, I was barely on it because I was so busy running a real company. But during that time, like 2015, 2016, that's when that whole like fucking buy my course, become a millionaire, do, don't have a passive income, don't work on the, don't work at all, sit on the beach from your computer yeah, yeah, craze yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. And all these motherfuckers are still riding that. Like, that's what they want. That is an awful goal. I would be miserable if I had a passive income. I didn't have to work. You know what that's called, guys? That's called socialism. And no one fucking wants it. I mean, for some people, you want that. But the real... No one really... But no, they, no, no. they want... They think they want the idea. But imagine doing nothing. You would be so bored. But they don't do nothing. Those are the people who are just selling a course, like the schemers or... I mean... No, I'm talking about... Like- I'm talking about the people who... who are enticed by that offer. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about the people selling the course. I'm I'm talking about the consumers of these courses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that is the... That's why all these people... Yeah. Correct. That's why all these people have false expectations and get burnt out. Yeah. Because they they think that they can just start a company, it's essentially going to run itself, or have a quick return, or someone's going to buy them out, and then they can just fucking chill for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. That's not how it works, and you'd be stir crazy. And if you're somebody who doesn't like working, don't start a business. <laughs> if you're so, if you are somebody who doesn't like working, you're doing the wrong work. Yeah. Like that's just factual. Like that's it. Or you're or you're doing work for the wrong reason. I love work because I don't care about the return I get from work. I care about what I put into work. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I love it because it produces. Real things. Yeah. No matter what it is. I don't care if you're – I can literally think of any job because you can think of, you know, you're a cleaner. You are literally – when I do the dishes, I'm fucking happy. Do you know why? Because I'm accomplishing a goal. (laughs) Yeah. Because they're clean. I'm working to produce and that makes me happy. The fact that I get paid $10 an hour or I get a $100 tip from somebody is irrelevant because I'm I'm working to work. Mm Mm-hmm. For the sake of working. Yeah, yeah. And no, people I don't agree. think of that. I think that, that that's, that's also like another issue is that like this, you don't need to work nine to five. Don't be locked into this and that. And like, I mean, what the part of that that I do agree with is that like, it's true. You shouldn't be working for a company, a business, a brand that you don't truly like believe in and have a passion for. Because, In my opinion on that is because 
you're not going to want to work. You're going to be trying to skip out early. You're going to be trying to come in late. You're not going to want to do the extra work. You're not going to be petty. I disagree. You're not going to be excited about it. So find a company that you're really excited no, about. This find is the, a job no, that you're... Yeah, this, this is, is my the, opinion. This I is know, my but opinion. this is the problem is opinion, with our culture. Okay, this is my opinion, though. <laughs> you don't have to agree with it. I'm saying this is my opinion. That, like, if you, if you love the company you work for and you believe in it, then, like... Like you're saying, it's not work anymore. No. You're excited to go. Yes, that's what I believe. That's right. why I love small scene. Correct. It's not work for me. It's like I get to show up every day. I get to do this. It's something I believe in. It's something that like truly to my core, like I believe is going to change people's lives. Like we're going to be able to make a huge impact. That's why I come and like show up and do the extra shit every day. No, that's why you work and don't get paid. That's different. This, that's why you start. If you're a person who is like that, that's why you start a company. People who only like this is this is one of the phenomena and crazes that are going on that's wrong. Only work with what you're passionate for. Only sign like no. Have a passion for work. Have a passion for productivity. Have passion for the pride that you have in producing something. Like that is what you need to learn to do. You don't have to love a company. What you do need is to make sure it doesn't go against your morals. Like you can't hate it, but you don't have to love it. Like, I would not work for an alcohol company because I am anti-alcohol. But I would work for, or a meat company because I'm anti-meat. But I would work for anything other than that that doesn't compromise my morals. For like a tobacco company? For a pharma company? That's also morals. I'm just saying, I'm saying like, you can't do anything. Start narrowing and narrowing it no, down. most people don't if have we... morals. No, I'm just, I'm actually being real. Like, most things, most people don't live life against other things they live life for things yeah, yeah. but they don't live life against things and that's like, a huge difference no no i'm because i could work for any like like when we we're we've been recently talking about starting a cleaning solution company yeah. i don't give a fuck about cleaning solutions but i would love to do it like my okay food that's a great example okay I, this is what i will say but it's not necessarily the cleaning solution. It's not necessarily for you. It's I'm talking about for me. I don't care because I have a passion for what, work. Yeah, but it's what it is. It's the opportunity and the chance to have a better option to have to create for you. Something that's what I'm better. saying. But yeah. that's why. Yes, I'm talking. Yes, I agree. I know that's why you do things. And that's why you want to start companies. But you don't have to do that. Like I don't have a passion for nearly anything. I don't care about protein bars. That does that doesn't mean anything for me. I don't like my last company was food. I fundamentally don't care about food. It doesn't entice me. I don't enjoy eating it. I just consume it. Yeah, but even at the end of your last company when you had like the dilemma of like I don't actually believe in this. Because it became something that like tore you. But that's because it became anti-moral. That's different. Before I didn't have a moral against what I did. And then I and then I and then I was like, oh, I can't do this because my morals don't align. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That is why most people don't have those things. First of all, and I didn't have that moral dilemma until I had a new moral. Yeah. I guess I'm just saying, like, it doesn't necessarily matter. Like, like, like right, if I work, if I work for an insurance okay, company. If I want to make a positive impact on the world, right? Like that's that's my goal in life. Like I want to make a positive impact on the world. It doesn't matter if I'm selling shoes. If I'm, if I'm selling cleaning solution, if I'm selling protein bars, what is the actual mission of the company? The mission of the company is to create a, a positive impact on the world. 
by doing these things. You're also giving the perspective of owning the company. No, I'm saying working for it too. Like if you're if you want to make a positive impact, you can work for anyone because you can influence the sphere that you're circling. That's not necessarily true because there are businesses who that that do not make a positive impact. That's not their goal and that's not their mission. But you could on those people that you work with. But if you're if the larger goal is to like have a big impact. But that's where you start. Like this is the thing. Like you don't have to jump straight to like I need to be a part of a company that has a huge positive impact on the world. Oh, I can join a company, learn how to be a part of it, start start gaining the experience influencing others around me, and then that expands and that expands and then that expands to a point. Yeah, I guess I just could not work for a company that I just like didn't believe in their mission. Like that's me personally. I know, but yes, I know that is you, but that is precisely why you own your own company. The majority of people me included, are not like that, you know? That's just my opinion. But I think that's actually true. Most people think they have to like something, but it's not. You are like, I can't be involved with something that goes against my beliefs. And that's different than what you said earlier, that you have to have passion for what you're doing. Those are two different things. I mean, they're the same thing to me. Yours are the same, but those are actually two different things. <laughs> like you don't have to have passion to be a good salesperson. But you have to have passion behind what the product is that you're selling. Maybe. Or you just have to have passion in sales. Like what if you just love to sell? All right. Well, if you just love to sell, then that's what you love to do. Okay. But I'm, I'm saying like, but it had nothing to do with the company or the mission. Or That's what I'm saying. Love to work. Love, love your craft. Love what you produce. Don't love, you don't have to love the bigger aspect. Like most people are like, I sit behind a computer and I'm miserable. Well, find a way to make it less miserable. Start making goals for yourself. Like, cool, my goal is to hit 22 clients today. Yeah. And then make it so you're becoming better and then you're going to love it. You hate it because you are bad at your job. <laughs> no, that's honestly true. Like, it's, it's genuinely, you hate work because you're bad at working. Once you or start getting because, good at work. Maybe just because you hate your company. I don't think. I think that's what people are projecting on. But if but if you show up every day. High energy. Trying to win and be better. You won't hate your company. You'll outgrow your company. Yeah. But you won't hate it. But those same miserable fucks. Are just hopping around from company to company to company. Waiting for a good company or wishing they'd start your own company. None of you, until you love to work, are going to ever be able to do any of those things. Because a company make a big impact isn't going to hire a miserable fuck. <laughs> and a miserable fuck with low work ethic can never start a business. Yeah. Do you see where I'm going with yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. You know? The problem is, is what you are saying is you have to have passion for your work. Wrong. You have to you have to be a you have to be aligned with it. But alignment is just anything that's not against your morals. Not anything towards your morals because a neutral is alignment because you're honing in a craft and a skill to move on to the positive. You just can't contribute to the negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. That's just my opinion. Yeah. But anyway, you are incredibly stubborn and that is why you own your own company. And, and you're very emotionally in tune 
And when you don't, when you have to do something that you don't want to do, you're miserable. <laughs> the only time I ever see Holly miserable, I think in our entire eight years of being together, is when you are actively engaging in something you don't want to do. Yeah. Me, I can engage in shit I don't want to do and I don't give a fuck. For the most part. Long term, it'll wear me down. But like, I could do it and be like, oh, it's just six months. Like, like I could go work any, like if we needed capital, I'd go take a job anywhere mm-hmm. for six months. And I'd be really fucking good at it. And I'd probably make that company better. But then knowing I'm leaving in six months, I don't care. Yeah. It wouldn't bother me at all. Like, wouldn't even phase me. But for you, third week in, you'd be, de- <laughs> you'd be crushed and destroyed. But that's because you're high passion, high drive. And that is why you're a good person to own a company. Yeah. Most people are not, as we're talking about, like the 1%. You hold qualities and characters of the visionaries of the 1%. Yeah. Most people are not 1%. They're the 99. <laughs> I am the 0.1% because I belong to the 1%. What? Yeah. That can do both? No, no, no. No, I'm not a visionary. I'm not. Oh. I'm not. I personally don't believe I'm a visionary. And I'm not emotionally attached to many things. I'm 0.1% because I'm that, I'm that one aspect that the 1% who really thrives needs. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. You're like the needed number two of everyone. Right. I'm the needed number two. Right. Which makes me <laughs> point like one. Structure. And that's, and yeah, that's yeah. what makes the difference of the 1% to the 0.01%. They find like their right-hand or left-hand person and then them together blow shit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus like the visionary can get really far. Like they separate far from the 99%, but the next step up, they need that left or right-hand band. Mm-hmm. And that's what I am. Yeah. You know? Like the person who hones in. Because typically the visionaries can't really... They're too busy imagining. I'm the executor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? They need someone with structure. They right. need the structure and of the person who right. can like pull them back down. Trust, structure, uh, accountability. Like someone like you could just come to me with if we didn't have Opal per se, if we didn't have children, you know, if we had no other family obligations and we're like we just wanna we just want a dominating company. We wanna be the next Coca Cola. And you're like, and then every day we met and they're like, you're like, this is what I want. I'm like, done. Go back to dreaming and I'll start executing on these 10 things. Because I am not like, quote unquote, passion driven on mission. Mm-hmm. I'm passion driven for performance. For the actual work. Yeah, like yeah, me. Yeah. I'm like, sweet. You give me 10 things. I'm going to fucking find out how to make them happen for you. Yeah. I typically work the best when it's for somewhere else, for someone else. You know? Yes. Anyway. But I think that's why... When we were just arguing a little bit on our perspective of the <laughs> yeah. world, it's because we're, just we're completely 100% different, different people and we see things differently. Mm-hmm. But I think if more people just took pride in what they produced, they would love work. They didn't have to love their company. It's two different things. Like you don't have to love the company you work for. You don't have to plan on being there forever and understand that almost everything in life is short term, even businesses. Mm-hmm. You run a business for 20 years, you still got 40 more. Yeah. Like that's still really small. But I think if they took pride in what they produced, they'd be really fucking good. Yeah. And then they'd be happy. And then they would excel in their company. And then, they, then they'd get offers from other companies and that branches out. And maybe they have, they have enough of a bank account where they could start their own company if that's what they really wanted. Or they, they go sign on to the correct company. Yeah. yeah. But the very first step is to stop being a little fucking bitch and be good at what you do. And being, you'll be surprised. Being good at what you do makes you happy. Yeah. 
Like just with working out. If you go in and work out and you're like, I want to be fucking buff or I want to not be fat. And you go in there and that's all you're thinking about. And you're, and you walk out and you're like, I look the exact same. <laughs> but if you go in there and, and you're like, and you're like, I'm going to crush this workout. Period. Doesn't matter. Whatever. All my whole mission right now is just crush this workout. And you walk out and you're like, I feel good. I crushed this workout. Ten weeks later, you're gonna look good. You, you walk out and you're like, wait, what? Oh, that's me in that mirror? Yeah, I'm starting to look good. I got some shoulder cuts. Because you stop thinking about the macro and you only think about the micro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can only think about what you can control. Yeah. And all in all honesty, you can you can have nutrition hundred percent and work out hundred percent intensity, and you may not look depending where you are starting. You know, at your beginning, you may be 300 pounds overweight. You may be a buck 40 and completely skinny. Both of those things, you have to do them for a long time before you see any results. So the only thing you can truly control is your output. Mm -hmm. That's it. And that's what people need to do with work. Yeah. And building a company. Fucking, if you're not making any money, become better. Make a better product. Become better at customer service. Mm -hmm. Lower your overhead as much as you possibly can. Be like, whatever, fuck money. I don't give a fuck. And it's funny, every time you hear these stories like Quest, First Form, those are just my two biggest ones. And I'll just mention them because I actually like them. But that's what, what they did. Stories? They they got to a point where like, fuck the money. I don't give I don't uh, care. Like it's once they separated themselves from from receiving something yeah, yeah. and we're just like, well, if, if this shit's not gonna work anyway, customer service satisfaction. <laughs> yeah. Both companies, when they did that instant switch and then the money started flowing in mm-hmm. because their intentions were wrong i see what you're saying anyway sorry i just got heated guess <laughs> holly and i debate pretty heavily <laughs> i was trying i was trying to think like we have two very different outlooks on a lot of things and when we get into a disagree usually we can convince each other who is right but there, the momentary times when we argue about a topic, it goes on pretty like If it wasn't for this podcast, we'd probably still be talking about this. We would go upstairs, get in bed, get ready for bed, and then I would bring it up because that's what I do. <laughs> I Remember the other day you were like, you're that fucking fuck, are you kidding me? When we were done talking about it for three hours. Do you know why? Because I didn't win the argument yet. Holly and I both are like, one of us, you, we're winning until we lose. I'm over it. You can win. I do not care anymore. Listen, unless someone else loses, I never won. And that's and I just refused. I have no, to the win. Worst thing about, the, the worst thing about Shane is like sometimes he can't convince me. Usually you're pretty good and I'm like, I think okay. eventually I do. No. Sometimes I you wear can't. you down over time. And that's what I was gonna say. Don't give up. And like, I literally don't give a shit enough about whatever we're talking about for me to like continue. With myself, like, sure. If you want me to believe that you're right, I will say you're right. All of our arguments last year, I I eventually won. (laughs) Last year? Yeah. Oh, with like everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won them all. Well, yeah, because... I haven't lost one yet. But I'm saying... But also, like, I'm not a person who's... I'm not, like, so stubborn that if you don't present good points, I'm going to be like, no, because my original belief was like... You're rational. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, you bring up good points. I never thought about it in this way or, like, I never knew these things. Fine. Yes. I don't, I'm not like, I, I feel like I'm not, like I'm stubborn in a lot of things and I'm not so stubborn in my like ways or my beliefs or like me, me views either. that like if a good point was brought out to me, I'd be like, oh, I can't change because I already decided this. Like, Yeah, my, my perception, my perception and what I believe in is constantly changing. Yeah. Like even, like, and no, no one can even trigger it. I like love having, the reason why like it's so great that we are like so opposite is I love having conversations with people that challenge my beliefs. 
Yeah. Because I'm like, most people just, hate that, that though. Just, that's that why just solidifies whatever my belief is, like more and right. more and more. So or like, commit completely diminishes it. Or I'm right. just like, okay, you're that's right. That's not too. something I believe in. Yeah. I actually believe in this now. No, like, that's why the Bible says faith that's not tested isn't faith. I don't know if it actually says that or I'm making that up. But essentially, <laughs> <laughs> the, the stories are oh, all along of like, it's easy, essentially, it's easy to believe something until it's challenged. Mm-hmm. And then do you really believe in it? That's that's like the trueness of everything. Yeah, I agree. But anyway, I was just laughing because I'm like, oh, people are going to enjoy this because they, I think, I think some of the best episodes that people love, or at least tell me they love, are the ones where you and I kind of like... We either it's either we when we're a fully in sync, like complete flow, we're flowing together, or b just like hitting each other in the head <laughs> with our small seed big impact cups. <laughs> All right, maybe I just envisioned that, but anyway, I'm just kidding. So that wraps up episode 54. Don't start a business if you're a bitch. The end.